Welcome to From the Bleachers, a podcast of Sam Bruce University's KLA FM. My name is Logan Howe. In this episode, I talk to Sam Bruce University esports coach Chase Newcomb. We discuss how esports has grown, what brought him to St. Ambrose, and what he has to say to those who say esports is technically not a sport. Welcome to From the Bleachers, a Sam Ambrose University podcast. I'm Logan Howe. With me today is Chase Newcomb, the head coach of the esports team. Chase, thanks for being here today. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm super excited to be here and uh, talk about the esports program. Yeah, and to get right into it here, what got you started in esports? Wow, that's a, that's a great question, Logan. So I got first started into esports uh, really my sophomore year of high school. So um, I realized I wanted to go into gaming, but I wasn't quite sure how to get through that outlet. I wasn't good. Like most people who want to get into gaming, uh, you know, their, their first uh, thoughts are I have to either code the game or I have to be able to draw the game. Um, I couldn't do either. I couldn't code at all, and my artistry was just terrible. So um, I, I went to the – what really kick-started it all was I went to the Smite launch tournament in Atlanta, Georgia in 2014, and I met a lot of the staff there, and everyone told me the same thing. You know, just do it. How do I get into esports? Well, just do it. Just do it. So I didn't really know what that meant at first, but really the first thing that kind of took off for me in esports was um, I went to Ball State University in uh, Muncie, Indiana, and I realized when I went there, you know, I wanted my focus to be in esports, but I realized that there wasn't really an esports club or esports curriculum or anything like that. So I did what they had previously advised, and I just did it. So I created an, a club. We started with eight members, and then by the time I was a senior, um, we had over 208 members with over eight different competing teams, and we were hosting LAN events on campus on a zero-dollar budget, inviting other large-name Indiana teams such as like IU, Purdue, Notre Dame to come and compete just for bragging rights. And so we called it Battle for Indiana. And uh, Butler University in subsequent years had picked it up and started using the moniker. So from there, uh, I went into, I, I moved to Davenport. I got 99, 98-99 esports job uh, applications sent in, and I got three offers. And one of the offers was actually to be here in Davenport and work under local CEO and other uh, fellow, fellow podcaster Steve Grubbs. And so I came here. Uh, he gave me $400,000. He said, oh, I'm going to China for two months, and when I come back, I want it built. And I, being a business major, just hit, pulled myself up by the bootstraps and made it happen. So uh, from 2018 to mid-2019, I ran over 120 esports tournaments at Paradigm, including the largest tournament, Paradigm Shift, which happened at Rhythm City Casino, and uh, we gave out over $25,000 in prize money and had over 350 participants in the fighting games community. So, um, journey in esports has been quick. You know, I've I graduated in 2018, so I'm I'm a recent grad myself and a young esports professional. So I'm trying to just pave the way for the team here to to. Um, kind of go down whatever path they want to go down without needing to do all the extra steps. And so what was it that really attracted you here to Ambrose? Mm -hmm. So the previous coach, Josh Sides, I had a really good relationship with him being at Paradigm. They came and competed in a lot of Paradigm tournaments. He brought the SAU team down. And toward the end of his first year as a coach, he started telling me that, you know, it was very likely he wouldn't be here. He just wasn't seeing eye to eye with the university in terms of where he wanted to place the team and where the university wanted the team to be. So um, he decided to go to Winthrop. And when he decided to move and when he publicly announced that he was going to be quitting the job, uh, I decided to get more to coaching, I realized in my role at Paradigm that 
my strong suits are really interpersonal communication and multi-directional leadership um, and, and just working and building a community. And so as an entrepreneur, that's kind of hard to do while you're also managing a business. Um, not to mention at Paradigm, I worked you know 70 to 80 hour work weeks for an entire year and it was just tiring at that point. So uh, I decided to make the jump over to St. Ambrose and really what drew me here was initially, you know, just it being an esports coaching position because I wanted to get into coaching and directing. Um, however, when I got here, you know, I, I fell in love with the community. I fell in love with campus and um, I, I, I'm proud to call myself an Ambrosian. So. And so coming here, your coaching staff, you have some familiarity with these guys. Did you mm -hmm. bring them together or is that kind of a... Uh, it went through the interview process and they were kind of chosen for you. So a little bit of both in terms of that. So in eSports, it's all about networking. It's all about getting to know um, wherever you're trying to go, people in that area already, just like any other business venture. So um, some of the people on the team, I uh, did most of the people, in fact, I didn't know when I came in, I was hired in mid-June of 2019 and Josh had taken a good majority of the players to Winthrop with him. So we had three returners and I had to hit the number of 15 students by August, which wow. was a month and a half. Uh, so once again, like I did at Paradigm, pulled myself up by the bootstraps. Uh, you know, that's what we do in the Midwest. And I went over and I uh, just recruited. I recruited 12 people. We got everyone in the program. And then from there, the way that our staff works is uh, most of our staff is work study team manager positions. So every team has a team manager. So I went initially to the teams and I asked who had the work study position and who would be interested in team management. And we kind of built it from there. Some of the team members, like uh, Jesse Alcacid, I knew him before, and uh, uh, Nathan Smith, I knew before I came to Ambrose just because they competed in Paradigm tournaments. But a good majority of the program, I did not know beforehand. And so, you know, that's, that's how I decided the team managers. And in terms of, we have a graduate assistant. Um, he is the recruitment and retention coordinator. His name's Dusan Perovic. Um, when I chose him to the position and when, when I hired him, uh, I didn't know him beforehand, but he did Every, me coming from business school, he did literally everything right to get the job. He came in well-dressed, interviewed for the position, and then about every two to three days, he'd just knock on my door, uh, knock on the eSports door and say, hey, coach, uh, you got a minute? I just wanted to come in and check on my application. And so he was... Uh, very much showed that he wanted the position and that he had the drive to get the position. So, I, and honestly, I couldn't have made a better choice, truly. And so I hired him on. And so that's kind of how our coaching staff came together. Now, moving forward, obviously, I'm trying to give opportunities to people that I know will do a good job. So we got another assistant coaching position this year um, that I was able to pick up. And I gave it to uh, Chase DeWitt. The position was actually previously held by uh, Evan Furness, who was here at the university, and he was the Battle Royale coach. However, he kind of decided that he wanted to do more stuff into networking. And so Chase DeWitt, actually, I, I mentioned Shift a couple minutes ago. Chase DeWitt is, uh, we, we're called Chase Squared. We run a lot of tournaments together. So he ran Shift with me, and I knew he'd do a, a, just an immaculate job as a fighting games coach. So we brought him in as a fighting games coach, and that's kind of how the Avengers assembled, if you will. <laughs> and... Every coach here on campus had to deal with COVID in some type of way, some type of capacity. For you, whether it be practice or maybe even scheduling, how's that been affected for you? 
Yeah, so it definitely has affected us. Like our, our number one thing right now is on campus, you know, we're, we're trying to get more space uh, in our eSports Center. We're trying to expand to another lab or another space on campus. And ideally, if we get more space, listen up campus, uh, we're trying to make it a community space so that we can have a club on campus so that more people can get involved in eSports. But I digress. In terms of COVID, um, what we've implemented is a couple of different things. We've gotten a... Uh, room dividers to put in between every single setup in our station or in, in our room. We have 28 setups, so we have dividers in between every setup. And then we have as well uh, hand sanitizer, small little two ounce bottles at every station, and their spray sanitizer. Myself, I absolutely hate uh, gel sanitizer. Can't stand it. It makes my hands feel weird. So I got a lot of spray hand sanitizer that we got in the room. And then at the front of the room, for those that want it, we have a big thing of gel sanitizer and wet wipes. And on top of that, we have asked our team managers to go through and actually wipe down all of the stations daily. So we're trying to maintain a sense of cleanliness within the center. Now, in terms of how it's affected our team, who man, um, you know, when COVID hit back in March, we were lucky enough actually to be able to check out our computers to the students in the program. So they were the only athletic on campus that was actually able to finish out their season. Little, little known fact. And so we realized in March that that was an issue. Like no one knew that. No one knew that we had uh, an esports team that was still playing. So this semester we've made it a goal to try to get all of our events in early and all of our um, and all of our conferences that were in uh, the schedule down early. And so all of that's up on the website now. Um, so it COVID has done a couple of different things for us you know some bad and you know there's some silver linings some good and one question i have for you here what's it what's it like being in one of the fastest growing sports in the world right now Wow. Uh, well, what it's like is, you know, about 80% of your or 60% of your job you're getting paid for and 40% of your job you're not. Um, that That's just esports. That's how it works. And so uh, it's it's crazy because I have high schools constantly contacting me and, and colleges constantly contacting me um, from my work at Paradigm and from my work at here at St. Ambrose wanting to, and, and as a tournament organizer, um, wanting to know how to start programs, how to start teams. So I've started three collegiate esports programs and over 12 high school programs just alone on my own. And in, in terms of other uh, other situations, I mean, uh, tournaments can be a hit or miss. My, my first Paradigm tournament, we had 60 kids. We advertised it less than two weeks ahead of time, and we had 60 people come in and compete. Whereas I'd, I'd have other tournaments where, you know, we'd maybe have 10 to 14 people sometimes even less um, competing. So it's it's volatile. It's rapidly changing. It's it's a crazy industry, but um, I, I wouldn't change it for anything. I'm, I'm all about grassroots movements and really uh, creating a, a relationship with the community to kind of build from and creating opportunities for people that were disenfranchised like I was and uh, people who just want more out of uh, gaming and want more out of esports. So uh, esports is tough, but it, it's a good industry. It's fun. And for those who may not know that are listening, what games do we compete in here at St. Ambrose? Good question. Good question. So we compete in five games right now. Um, if we were to get more space, I would expand and add more games. As of right now, we compete in Rocket League, Overwatch, League of Legends, fighting games, and Battle Royales. Now, you'll mention at the last two right there, I said fighting games and Battle Royales. 
yes, those are genres. They're not specific game types. And the reason is I realized very quickly that there are some industries in esports that haven't quite gotten their footing yet, whether it be because they're new or there's just not a foundation there yet from the corporate entities to kind of back those movements. And so because of that, as a result, a lot of those games uh, quickly change year to year, right? Who's still playing Realm, Ro Realm Royale, right? Realm Royale came and went. So for Battle Royales, we've kind of decided that it's best to have a, a, you know, a roster of two to three different games to play on. And then as games come in and out of popularity, we add and subtract those games. So as of right now, in terms of the Battle Royale team, we have an Apex Legends team, a Modern Warfare team, and a PUBG team. Now, that's not to say my Battle Royale players can't play in whatever tournament they want to. They, they can 100% do that. But that is the three main games and rosters that we compete in for that. And then so the same goes for fighting games, right? There's a new fighting games title every year. We're on Mortal Kombat 11 now, right? Two years, three years ago, it was Mortal Kombat 10. So, or Mortal Kombat X, if you will. So, um, in terms of fighting games, we have currently a roster of players fielding for Super Smash Brothers, Tekken 7, Street Fighter 5, and Mortal Kombat. So, in the future, we're looking to really bolster those rosters and have individual fighting games teams of two to three players so that they have practice partners. And so... For the people out there that say playing video games cannot be considered a sport, what mm -hmm. do you have to say to them? Um, what do you consider chess? Really? You know, I mean, chess grandmasters are considered one of the smartest people, some of the smartest people in the world in terms of strategy and uh, tacticians. So esports is the same way. Esports operates very similar. You know, my guys, they still train. It's not like they just sit on their butts all day. We have a regimen that I like to think kind of um, is just as much as what our football team would put in. You know, they put in 20 hours a week. They, it's like a part-time job. Um, you know, we do meditation just like uh, any other pro team in esports right now. We sit down and we meditate before games. So, those that say that esports isn't really going anywhere or esports isn't really a sport or it isn't really uh, a viable quote unquote activity, I want you to consider what was sports considered in the 1920s when they were first starting, when they were starting in schools and when they were starting grassroots movements. Less than 20 years later, we had the NBA, we had the NFL, we had major uh, corporate backed sponsors for those games and, and we started seeing an actual industry arise. That is the exact path we're heading down for esports right now. And so now getting onto your team in this upcoming season, what do you expect from the team going into this year? So uh, we're, it's kind of funny. So we split this year due to COVID. Once again, due to COVID, we split stuff up so that we actually have a season in the fall and in the spring. So it's weird because... This year, we're considered an esports team. Next year, we're going to be considered an esports program under athletics. Because would you hire one coach for football, basketball, baseball, and soccer? No, 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 no. There's no way that would work, right? So that's kind of how we're at with esports right now. I have five teams and I'm managing all of them, but they're all separate teams with separate schedules. So in terms of going into this season, we've had a good season so far. Um, our, we're about... I think six and four for Overwatch uh, for NECC. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but we're competing in the New England Collegiate Conference, which is um, an NCAA Division III um, conference, and it is the first esports conference in the NCAA. And so all those matches, all of our matches, um, are being streamed on Twitch, and the schedules are on the website. But in terms of the season so far and how we're doing, we're doing great. Right now, in the in-season games are Overwatch and Battle Royale. So next semester, we'll see a lot more of League of Legends, Rocket League, and... Um, 
and Rocket, sorry, League of Legends, Rocket League, and fighting games. But as of right, and that's not to say those games aren't competing now. They are competing. They're competing in one or two leagues. But the teams that are hitting all cylinders right now are definitely Overwatch and uh, Battle Royales. So they're doing well in their seasons. They're doing great. Um, I'm really excited to see what Spring holds, though. Coach, I really appreciate you being here with me today. Mm -hmm. And that concludes this episode of From the Bleachers. Thanks for listening. <laughs>